Hi, welcome to the Teeth to Toes podcast. I'm Dr. Curtis Westerson, and I'm a dentist that treats TMJ. And I have with us our guest today, a world-renowned orthodontist, Dr. Duncan Brown. He teaches around the world, but he lives in Canmore, Alberta, which is quite convenient for me because not only do I get to share my patients with him, I get to talk to him and learn with, uh, learn from him a great deal. And that's why he's on our podcast is because he has so much valuable stuff for us to share. Now, we've done some podcasts before with Duncan, and we talked about kids. We talked about um, adolescence. We talked about overall how to start a relationship. What we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about adults. And by adults, we mean, you know, 18 and up, basically. And how does an orthodontist look at, at adult care and what they could do to make these people feel better and function better? So let's give a round of applause. Thank you, Duncan, for being here. Thanks, Curtis. Always a uh, and it is always a pleasure meeting or meeting you, talking with you. What am I talking about? Um, we decided we were going to talk about adults. And one of the things that, um, I, that stuck in my mind that you said about adults is it's all about the throat. And if you could expand on that for our listeners a little bit today, that would be wonderful. Sure. The science shows that airway concerns in young kids is related to the nose. In adolescence, it's created to the nasopharynx. And in adults, it is generally related to the neck. So for many of you, especially guys, you will have, when you were in your 20s, you didn't snore. Now you're in your 40s and you do snore. And the reason that you snore is because you put on 30 pounds. So one of the... Hey, 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 I, I resemble that remark. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, so one of the things that becomes obvious is if you're going to be taking on adult patients for airway concerns, you really need a team. You got to have a bunch of people. And you have to be prepared to have the tough discussions. Um, You've got to stop smoking. You've got to lose 10 pounds. You've got to start doing aerobic exercise. If you don't have those discussions, you will not have very much success, especially if you're trying to get them off of CPAP. And not a lot of people wear CPAP. I wear CPAP at night to sleep, and I also wear a dental sleep appliance because my throat and my airway are so bad, I need help from both medical and dental uh, solutions. But talk more. Carry on. Okay. So let's talk about what happens when an adult comes in. The, the big deal these days is uh, the wife comes in, says, my husband snores. What can you do about it? And the large temptation is, well, we can make a sleep appliance, which will advance the mandible 
and it'll stop the snoring. And there's all kinds of weekend courses on this. What I will tell you is it's a pretty bad idea to go and stick a chronic protrusion device in an adult if you don't have diagnostic records. Would you agree with that? I would totally agree with that um, because once there's changes and the patient says, oh, I'm changed, you should know why they've changed and how you can possibly help them live with the changes that come to their bite and to their function. Yes. The, the thing that happens in adults is that they are not just grown-up kids. They have different limitations. They're 30, 40 pounds heavier. They're much less active. They have other habits uh, involving smoking and alcohol, which are not good. And, and they have dental limitations in terms of what you can do. They've had a lot of dentistry done. They may have had a lot of crown and bridge done. They've got periodontal concerns. And so the envelope for treating adults becomes smaller. That is why if you're going to be treating adults, especially if they're airway-related, you are not going to be using aligners. It is going to be involving fixed appliances because the changes that you have to make this way, this way, or this way, or vertically is not something that works well with aligners. So in adults, most of the time, if you're dealing with it for an airway problem, you're dealing with fixed appliances. Now, just for the people that are listening on Spotify and don't know what your hand movements were doing, um, what you were showing was when a patient has an uh, overbite or they have what we call an overjet where the upper front teeth are in front of the bottom front teeth, um, what you're doing for treatment um, is going to be probably expanding or moving the mandible so that you can end up moving the tongue and help a little bit with this throat impingement, but there's only so much you can do with a dental appliance. That's correct. And some of these patients, uh, if you're going to deal with it, some of them will involve surgical correction generally move the maxilla forward and then move the mandible forward so that the pace, space at the back of the throat opens up and they improve their airway. Okay, now um, I take it that's kind of an advanced if we're doing surgery, that's really going uh, to the limits. But even the regular everyday dentist is seeing these patients and they want to either start doing aligners or they want to start doing um, sleep dentistry. They need to really up their game when it comes to the records. Absolutely. Can you speak Absolutely. to that a little bit? Uh, if, if you have a patient that has any indication of snoring or um, sleep disordered breathing or sleep apnea, you have to have a full meal deal worth of records. Uh, to treat those patients without a cone beam uh, is just not valid. 
And if they are confirmed as sleep apnea candidates, they're wearing CPAP, for example, you have to have a level one sleep study or you're going to get sued. Um, what are, we were talking um, off screen before about photograph records um, and, and how that also ties in. Can you speak a little bit about what we want to see with those? Yeah, especially when you're dealing with, uh, with adults. Regular photography, their standard dental photography really doesn't tell you very much. You want to have copious records, lots of them, so that you're showing what your treatment is doing or how they are progressing through treatment. And that is not something that is generally not trained uh, in dental schools or even in orthodontic programs. So I would encourage you to take a good dental photography course and to set up some processes in your office so that you're able to take copious records on these patients. Curtis, for example, he's looking at posture as it relates to airway. Mm -hmm. If you don't have photography to document the postural changes that you're getting when you refer to your chiropractor or your physiotherapist, then you have no idea what's going on. Um, and that's a very good point, is that these people are coming in with a problem. You don't know how extensive this problem may be and what are um, maybe some of the possible outcomes. So you get records so you can see ahead of time where you may run into obstacles, where you may run into um, limitations to your treatment. Now, as an orthodontist, though, um, you said that you really need to have a team because yeah. what would be so you do orthodontic treatment and and do you do on adults? Do you do in in aligners to um, correct adults teeth? Is that something you always do? Uh, preferably not. Um, if you're dealing with uh, someone that's got an airway problem, they generally have to move the teeth vertically, uh, increase, increasing the vertical dimension of the occlusion. And that is not something that aligners do very effectively. So most of the time it's fixed appliances in my hands. So you're doing that, you're getting this this person into a... Um, and whether it's a sleep patient or not, you're getting this person into a new bite. Um, but is that all you have to do? Because uh, your phase one treatment is doing this orthodontics. And I take it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I take it that orthodontics is not a magic wand. That there's only so far... It's you not... <laughs> They've been lying to me. <laughs> you're you're going to have to go back to Hogwarts, buddy. You got the wrong <laughs> wand. You 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 need the you need the special orthodontics wand. There you go. But orthodontics can't do everything. So that in your initial phase one, 
you may, with your good records, you may see that you're only going to get so far and that you're going to have a phase two with that patient. Um, and I take it it's good to diagnose that ahead of time for your patients oh, yeah. and talk oh, yeah. to them ahead of time that we're only getting to get to here and then we have to do this other stuff. Can you yeah, talk about phase one, phase two? Okay, now are we talking about airway phase one and phase two? No, we're talking about orthodontics. Let's just, airway is okay. another podcast. Phase one for me is done in kids to get the jaws in the right position and have enough room for the teeth. Phase two aligns the teeth. The problem with adults is that they already have come with the problem. They're not just big kids. Correct. They have different concerns. They've had a, a dysfunction that has been going on for 20 or 30 years. And so they have a huge number of postural disturbances or functional disturbances that are long-lasting. And the thought that throwing them in a couple of years of orthodontics is going to resolve all of these things is fantasy land. Mm -hmm. They are going to be long-term management concerns, even with a lot of treatment. And your local adult doesn't want to hear that. That's human nature. Yep. They're hoping that they're going to be done in two years and they're only going to have to see you. And as that's an orthodontist. not the case. Yeah. Or as a general dentist. Okay. They're hoping you're the only one they need. And that is not the case. I, I don't treat adults unless they are uh, in the hands of a periodontist. Why is that? Because their biological availability for expansion is smaller than it would be if they were a kid. Okay. You can take a kid and expand them 8 or 10 millimeters. You can't do that in an adult easily. It takes a long time, and it may not get all the way there. All right. So an option would then be surgery or something like that. Yeah, or, or skeletally fixed expansion. There's, okay. a, there's a number of ways to do it, but it, it, each one of these things adds another complication, which doesn't make your local adult happy. Okay. Um, so when you're looking at phase one, it's to get to as far as you can get using whatever means. But if the phase one can't get that patient all the way there, what do you discuss with the patient for the phase two? Now, we talked about surgery as an option. It all, it all depends on what the problem is. It's, it's usually more orthodontics. It may be surgery. It may be long-term wear of an orthotic. It may be a combination of uh, uh, orthodontics, prosthetics, there's there's a whole number of things that you may have to do. And the key is, if you're treating adults, it's not a thing where you treat them and then you retain them for two years and then you kiss them goodbye. It, their retention period is forever. Okay. And so when you see them five years after they were treated, you may have to do other things. You may have to change what they're wearing as a retainer. 
You may have to change their orthotic. You may have to change some dentistry. So it's not, it's never going to be just a simple, I gave somebody aligners, they're good for the rest of their life, or at least it's not consistently going to be like that. No, it's never like that. Okay. There's no magic uh, that aligners are going to be more stable than than braces are going to be, fixed appliances. The fact is that orthodontics, whether you do it in kids or you do it in adults, fails 100% of the time without retention. Now, retention, I was interested in retention because if teeth are moved to a position and there's no balance in their contacts and where the jaw coordinates and moves and everything else, there's going to be forces on these teeth that are going to make them retract. Now, if we balance the forces on the teeth, if we make the teeth um, support the orthodontic movement, I would think there's going to be less retraction of the orthodontic care. They will relapse less. It'll relapse less. But that doesn't mean they don't relapse because the body is still changing. The muscles are changing. The skeleton is changing. And you and I know, at least I, I, I think you know from me, is that when we look at TMJ care, we're looking at problems that are um, going to take several months to maybe even several years before we get the maximum medical healing that that person can have. Yes. And the same applies yes. with orthodontics. Yes. So it's just a because term thing. So the, the I've heard people doing, you know, braces in X number of months and trying to make it fast. Oh, you can just move teeth around and we're going to be a okay. There can be problems with some of those people. Of course. And of those course. problems can kind of bite the dentist in the butt. As as a yeah. As a, as a 50-year-old, when was the last time you ran up five flights of stairs? When you were a kid, you would have done it in two minutes with no sweat, and it wouldn't have bothered you at all. You do it at 50, you're going to be laid up for a week. The body has a, has a limit to the rate at which it can respond. This stuff with, we're going to put on... Uh, braces and we're going to treat you for six months and we're going to slenderize a bunch of teeth and you're going to be fine. That's just a lie. Um, but it's it, it, it's a uh, it's a lie with everybody that maybe some, I take it, there's going to be some people that you can do that with and you can get close enough to where they can function, but it's not going to be ideal. No, and it's not going to be stable. And that's the point. It's not going to be stable. So Um, whether you do it in a year or two years or six months, the retention is permanent. It's a permanent concern. And, and yeah, because 
what moves teeth are light forces on teeth and light forces can be orthodontics or the way teeth function at the age of 50 when there's been a lot of dentistry and a lot of things have changed in half. Yes, yes. You, you, I'm always amazed when, um, when I talk to the dentists that I deal with and they put the crown in on a lower right side. And for some reason, and they use sectional trays to do that. And they're mm -hmm. amazed that the bite changes over time. And all of a sudden, the patient starts to develop symptoms. And it's because they dealt with a, a single area and not with the patient as a whole when they were doing it. Yes. I'm a big, I am a big fan of looking at the patient in a comprehensive, holistic sense. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good idea. Holistic with a W, the whole patient. Yes, the whole patient. And then we could move off into measuring the bite and checking the bite and seeing how yep. that works. But and keeping records. <laughs> and keeping records. Um, we're coming to the end of the podcast, and I just want to thank you again, Duncan. You are always so interesting with these, and, and um, it sparks a lot of conversations. And I'm really glad that we're able to do that because um, that's what this is about, is transferring knowledge to the general public and to the dentists that are out there. So thank you ever so much. You're welcome. The reality is of all of us are still learning. I'm in my 47th year of doing this, and I don't know as much as you know, Curtis. And <laughs> we are all learning together. Find yourself a team that you can learn with. It's a lot of fun. Well, we don't know. There's no way we can know everything, but we need to hang around with people that have the same goals in, in caring for patients, at least for us dentists. We need to be able to be caring for our dentists. So thank you very much for being on Teeth to Toes podcast. I want to thank everybody out there who's been listening. This is the Teeth to Toes podcast, and I'm Curtis Westerson. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Curtis. Yeah.